Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company, a show where we discuss all the things that you're not supposed to talk about in polite company. We talk about politics, religion, and all the other things that truly matter. And now, here's your host, Scott Wingerter. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Wingeter. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company, where we discuss all the things that you're not supposed to talk about in polite company. Today, I have a very special guest, Miss Irma Dunmire, who is running for Magnolia ISD Position 1. Irma, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Scott, for having me. It's my pleasure. So, tell us a little bit about Irma Dunmire. Well, um, I am Irma. I live in Magnolia. I'm actually, I've lived in, I've been a resident of Texas for 40 years. Um, I've, I grew up here. I moved to, I was born in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, during Hurricane Alicia, we flooded and we moved down to Magnolia and um, I grew up in this town. I, I grew up, married the love of my life, met him when I was 15. It'll actually be um, 21 years at the end of this month. So I hope he's watching this and he doesn't forget. <laughs> Um, but, Congratulations. Uh, That's awesome. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I've lived here my entire life. I followed him into when we lived in, he was stationed in California and we were in California. He was a Marine? He was a Marine for mm. sure. Hurrah. He uh, was stationed there for four years and then we were stationed in uh, camp. Um, we were stationed in Marine Corps Air Station in Yuma, Arizona for four years. And at that point in time, we thought it was probably best to come back home. We really missed home. And so we, um, we've been back since 2014 and, um, I've lived here. I grew up here. Um, my kids attend school here. And so, um, it's exciting. This is a new chapter for us and, um, we're excited, um, to see where this goes. I do want to say that, um, I graduated from Magnolia in 2000. My husband graduated, um, from Magnolia high school in 99 and, um, I went off to get my bachelor's degree in criminal justice administration mm-hmm. and then uh, from University of Phoenix. And then I um, went and got my master's degree in public administration from Sam Houston State. Awesome. And uh, my son is actually, he graduated from Magnolia High School last year and he is at Sam Houston right now. He's in the agricultural engineering program there and we're super excited um, that he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have deep roots here in the Magnolia community. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of investment. Um, I've been invested since day one. I have, have, um, volunteered. Mm -hmm. I have been appointed to every single position you can think of. Um, I've always been involved in my kids' lives. I've always felt that the most important thing is to be at school, be known, um, assist where needed. My kids knew from the time that they entered school that year, that I was going to reach out to their teachers for any assistance. If they needed anything, I will find a way to make sure it happens because I feel like education's important. You know, I received my education from Magnolia and I think I had a great education. I mean, look where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want my kids to have that. I want the kids, I want the teachers not to lack anything they need in their classroom. So I was always just available, whatever they needed. So, um, for field trips, for anything, just yeah. 
I th- I think we first met because I had a bunch of kids that uh, all my kids went were oh, band yes. nerds as well, and so that's how I met you. Was you know you were heavily involved in the band program uh, in middle school and then in, into high school as my kid. My kid graduated in the same class as yours, so you know. And I met your lovely wife first. Yes. You know, it all started there because she's pretty amazing. Yes, she is. And so, um, I grew up, growing up in Magnolia, I was in the band program. And mm-hmm. I thought it was the, the neatest thing that my band director was my son's band director. And his math teacher was his math teacher. And that's the thing that I love about Magnolia. It's that you have these roots, these the teachers that have been here, the same counselors, you know, that are in the, in the school districts that have been here for so many years. And I wanted him to experience that. And so we, um, going through with ba- the band program, I wanted him to feel like what I felt when we were in school. That was our go-to place. That was the place that kids that did not feel like maybe they didn't belong somewhere, they fit there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same here. When we moved back into, um, when we moved back to Magnolia, we were at Bear Branch Junior High, it was amazing. We had some a good group of kids that just engulfed my son in to their group and kind of made him feel at home. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted, you know, I wanted to be a part of that as in, in the parent aspect. So I joined the band booster. And let me tell you, when you're in the band booster or they hear about someone wanting to be healthy, it's like flies, seriously. And you are just you're kind of reeled in and that's kind of how it started. This is my seventh year in, um, helping the band. Um, mm-hmm. Right now I'm the, um, I am the liaison for the sixth grade camp band program and I am the band booster president for Bear Branch Junior High. I don't even have a kid in junior high. Yeah. And um, they did not have anyone to step in and they asked me if I would be willing to step in knowing that my son was in sixth grade and in hopes that he would stay in band and then I would follow it through. And I said, why not? You know, Mm -hmm. I stepped in, um, they rewrote the bylaws and voted that in and, and now I'm the band booster president. So I just started that, um, in November. So, but, um, that's probably because they knew, they know you from your previous, from the high school. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're um, like, we need Irma, right? Yeah. Yes, everybody needs Irma. That's right. So we were um, for the for Magnolia High School band. Um, I did everything you can think of. I was the um, I was actually the um, the uh, fundraising coordinator for almost four years. Um, there's a running joke that no one can say no to Irma, and that's just because I I just feel like we're all there for our kids. Mm-hmm. We're all there for our kids. And we want everyone, we want everybody to be a part of something, right? And sometimes you have parents that show up and they, they want to help. They just don't know how or how to express themselves. And I just had a really, I just had that talent of pulling people in and making them feel comfortable and making them feel important because we're all important. We're all in this community together. We're all raising kids and there's no manuals. Mm -hmm. So we're just, you know. I guess we're all in it together is mm-hmm. what it is. So, um, so I did that for three years. Um, I had the opportunity to, I had, actually had the opportunity to um, assist with the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, a, a friend from church who was the, um, who was, 
I guess not the CEO, but he had a position in the there, but um, they were looking for organizations that would be able to come in and run these stands and get a percentage of the proceeds. And, and you know, as well as I do that, sometimes it's, you know, we're raising, we're, we're selling candles, we're selling towels, we're selling this and that. Yeah. And they only get a small portion of it. So I was able to, with the assistance of the band directors, you know, I had to get approval. We were able to create this amazing program where we ran the number one concession stand for them. We, um, our second year, we had, I think it was like 65 concerts and we ran, I think about 60 of them we, we covered and we made, um, I think the end result was like $56,000 and that wow. wasn't even including, that wasn't even including any of the, um, of the tips that we received. And, uh, so we were able to run, I staffed that whole thing. I mean, we had about 250 volunteers and let me tell you, there's a lot of parents that worked and sacrificed after work, getting off of work at five, running over to the pavilion, staying there till 11, 12 o'clock, but it was all for the kids. Mm. And those, that's what I love to see is that, that, what are we going to do that's going to benefit the kids at the end? And so I did that and um, I handed it over to my uh, partner, my assistant. And so she's running with that now that I'm not involved in the, well, I say I'm not involved, but I still get kind of some calls sometimes that says, Hey, uh, this student needs this. And I said, hold on, give me one hour and I will make it happen. And so that's just the type of person I am. I'm always willing to, I'm always willing to assist where needed. And I'm not, I don't want the recognition for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know you have a hard time talking about yourself. I know you hate talking about it, but I'm going to force you to, uh, with this next question. So what other jobs have you had that I think that, that you think, uh, would help prepare you for a position like this? Well, um, so I worked for Montgomery County for six years Mm -hmm. and I was juvenile probation officer there. And, um, just working with the school district, I was um, I had an opportunity to work for the school district as a truancy officer. Okay, and I was Let, let's let's talk. I'd like to explore the the probation officer thing first, and then we can hop into the truancy oh, sure. stuff. Okay, so what do you do as a juvenile probation officer? What what do I not do? <laughs> so, um, I supervise the the Spanish caseload. So I have a multitude of cases that uh, have different offenses mm-hmm. and obviously it's confidential so I can't go into s- in-depth information but I um I supervise the kids in the community um and um their parents and make sure that they abide by their court order and if they fail to do so then there's consequences that can include being detained going back in front of the judge um to address certain things that need to be addressed um I deal with cases that are um that are drug, I deal with drug cases, I deal, deal with intensive probation, um, with sex offenses. There's just a multitude of cases, anything that you, assaults, um, anything that you can think of. And so my goal is once the kids get on probation is, you know, we're, we're looking at what resources are out in the community. Well, mm-hmm. how, we, how can we plug those resources in to make sure that they're, that they're, um, that they're um, successful? Because ultimately, these kids are going back into the community and they're going to be contributing in some way. So are mm-hmm. they going to contribute in a positive way or are they going to contribute in a negative way? And I want to be that person that that contr- that helps them contribute to be a positive person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, 
I enjoy my job. It's very, uh, it's not that it's stressful. It's just that, you know, it's, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of figuring out outside the box, thinking about, you know, okay, this is a problem. How are we going to fix that? Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's kind of what I deal with. I don't deal with any cases in Magnolia. Um, before I even considered running, I had to get a permission from my, um, director and then we had to get permission from the county attorneys mm-hmm. so um that i don't have cases in magnolia but so. you used to is that correct yes so um, I tell me about the cases. truancy officer job that you had so i worked um after working at juvenile probation i worked at magnolia for six years from uh, august of 2015 to january of 2019 um i worked there for six years it was interesting because the facilitator who handled that what used to be my principal, ah. assistant principal when I was in high school. Yeah. So I'm telling you, it's, I mean, when I say deep rooted, it's deep rooted. Yeah. And so uh, we were, the whole goal was to, you know, get the kids to school. Why right. aren't they not attending school, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand, like the funding of the public school from the federal government oh, yes. perspective, that's all wrapped up in your average daily attendance it's all linked and when you're losing money because the kids aren't showing up to school that can affect anything a program um the hiring of a teacher Mm -hmm. and so it's um it's it's amazing to see that just by sending your kid to school every single day you just you just contribute it to the school yeah you know Mm -hmm. um my son uh, my son that graduated last year, he had perfect attendance. He missed school. He had like the flu mm-hmm. and I still made, I made him go to school like the last bit. So, but um, he had perfect attendance. I mean, attendance is important. You know, the teachers are there and they're, they're affecting these kids at school. If they're not at school, what are they learning at home? Mm-hmm. And so it, it is directly, so it is directly uh, linked to um, money and, in the finances of that. So, um, I did a lot of home visits, school visits, and it was kind of interesting because I would do home visits on kids that I went to school with their parents. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Hey, you know, your mom would have beat you if you didn't go to school, you know, you need to get your kid to school. So I was able to have those conversations because I had been in, I've been so involved in the community that people knew me and they still know me. And so I, um, we would, I would go and explain to the families, you know, the attendance process and, you know, when legislation came out and made um, the truancy, um, they made it um, civil. It used to be criminal and now it's civil for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had to start thinking outside of the box. How are we going to get these kids to school? And so a lot of the times we had to see what was going on in the home. And, um, and sometimes there was resources to refer them to. Sometimes it was just um, maybe they weren't they didn't understand that um, when they picked up their child before a specific time they didn't, they weren't counted. So there was a lot of explaining and a lot of um, assisting in that aspect of getting the kids to school. Awesome. So I know that you know people don't traditionally care much about you know who's running for school board. Um, uh, that I think is clearly changing now with everything that we saw in COVID and when everybody went to online learning right across the country, all of a sudden mom and dad that didn't really maybe pay as much attention, definitely not as much as they should have uh, to what was being taught in these classrooms. They're sitting there, they're watching their kids on these zoom classroom meetings and they're seeing what's happening. And they're, they, I think it woke up a sleeping giant. Um, I think we've seen that impact politically 
in uh, stuff like the Virginia governor's race uh, back in uh, um, November of 2021 and how that was a deciding factor uh, demographically for a lot of people voting for the Republican uh, Governor Yunkin. Um, how do you see, how important do you think that this position uh, that you're running for as a school board member, uh, position one, how important is that to the community? Oh, I think it's really important. Um, the last thing you want is someone to be put in that position that has no idea what goes on in our community. Um, I grew up here. Mm-hmm. I live here. I'm so invested in here that I think that it's important to get someone in there that's not going to shy away from from doing hard work because it is. Any job that you take on is going to take time and consideration, and I'm one to give a 1,000%. And I just had a friend tell me that today. He's like, Irma, you give a thousand percent. And I don't know where you get that energy from. But let me tell you, when you're passionate about something, you, it's, it's not a job. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, interests you. And so it's important to get someone in there that's, that's going to do it for the right reasons. That's not going to. What are those reasons? What's the right reason? To run. No, to be in that position, like to want to run for that position, like you said. It- I think it's looking out for every person, not just the people that are well-known in the community. It's the people that want to voice their opinions, but mm-hmm. they aren't able to, or they don't have the guts to do it. I mm-hmm. want to be their champion. I want to be the voice for them. I've had several people come up to me and say, hey, Irma, there's a couple of things that I think should be known. Great. Tell me about them. What can we do to make it better? It's about just looking at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody in this community, we're all stakeholders here. We all are. Yeah. And it's about collaborating, coming up with a solution. And how are we going to make Magnolia ISD better? Right. And that's their motto. We're the best school district in the state of Texas. So let's do that. And sometimes there's things that are in place that that may need to be just maybe they need to be presented differently or maybe maybe there's nothing wrong with it. We just need to maybe add to it. And that's a lot of the thing that I see is a lot of the parents, you know, want someone in that position that's going to represent them and be their voice. One of the things that is popped up in uh recent news with all of this is stuff like uh profane books for example uh in the in the school libraries um i don't i'm not familiar with the policies you may be i know you attend a lot of uh of the meetings and everything like that but how how do you suggest that we as community monitor the selections of books kept in a library and in the public school so I know that I attended one of the meetings and, and I don't think it was a school board meeting. It was a different meeting and a parent had brought up, there was a book on campus that was inappropriate Mm -hmm. and they went and investigated it. They pulled it off the shelf. And so I can tell you this, the librarian used to be my English teacher (laughs) and she did not do that intentionally. And so it's just, we're all looking out for each other. So if you see something, report it. It could be that we're just clueless. We just don't know. So it's, it's, I think that Magnolia is doing a pretty good job in, in doing, already doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see something, make sure you report it. And 
I mean, that's how we all have to work together. Yeah. So assuming that you do get elected to the school board, uh, what sort of ideas are you going to bring into, into that position? Well, I think the first thing that would need to be done is just observe and see what's going on to begin with, because you can't just co- come in and start making suggestions when you don't know if what's running in place is effective or not. And so I can tell you this, though, I'm my own person and I like to observe. I like to do my research and I want to make an educated statement about it. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I know the information and I'm not just going to say, oh yeah, that sounds great because so-and-so said so. I want to make sure that it's great for the kids because ultimately this has nothing to do with you or me. It's Mm -hmm. about the kids. That's right. You know, what's going to benefit the kids? What's going to benefit my child, you know, and your child? Because realistically, all these kids, I always refer to them as my kiddos because, mm-hmm. because there are kids, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. And that's true. If you look at statistics on how these kids are successful, they have a support network, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to be that support network. So going in, it's looking at everything and then going from there. Mm-hmm. Great answer. Great. Um, what makes you qualified for this position? How does your background in the criminal justice system and being a truancy officer and just being a band mom, how does all that coalesce into, you know, you being the person that should be, uh, you know, on that board? I guess, and it's hard to answer that because, <laughs> right. Because I don't like talking about myself, <laughs> but I'm invested. You know, I don't, I can't go anywhere without knowing people because I make it a point to do that. You know, I have the education, I have the investment, I live here, I, you'll see me in the community and and I just talk to everyone because I just want to know about everyone. I love people and I love to talk. And if I had, if anybody wants to sit down and, and talk to me, I'm just, I am who I am. I I always look for the better good. I, I feel like I have a servant's heart. I just don't like to express it because that's not what we should do. You know, there's things that I do that I'm just not going to post on Facebook or social media because I don't think it's, I, I'm not doing it for the right reasons if I'm, I'm doing it for show. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you, if, if anyone were to sit down and talk to me, they would know that I'm more than qualified. You, know, you don't have to have a degree to do this position because yep. I'm a mom. I live in this community. And what better way to, what better way to, to invest and then do something like this, than run for this position Mm -hmm. and represent all the other moms and dads in this community that, that maybe they don't have the time or, or they're, they don't have the guts, you know, because someone told me that today. They're like, I don't know how you have the guts to do this. Well, you know, I. I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to give 110%. I don't do anything at all halfway, period, mm-hmm. at all. I'm just not that person. And so I'm hoping to get in there, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I hope that I can prove to everyone that exact thing, is that I'm not a quitter, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. And when times are tough, I'm not going to step away. I mean, there's been moments in my life when my husband was um, was – stationed in Iraq and you know I had I was putting myself through college and I had a toddler and living in Arizona in the driest heat ever and 
and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what I'm going to do. I came home for that reason because of this community. You know, there's always people willing to help. I've had people, hey, this this kiddo needs this. Hold on a second. Let's get it. Let's, what's going to make this kid successful? And so I just, I want to be a part of that movement, I guess you can call it, because it's about the kids, right? It's about making them successful. So when they leave from here, they're going to say, hey, I went to school at, from, at Magnolia ISD and I had the greatest education because I had teachers and I had uh, principals and I had community members and school board members. And band. And band. <laughs> oh, I could go on all day about band. I love band. I love, I'm going to do a shout out to Bob Medina. He's and Beavers and yeah. Mr. Beavers and Mr. Brewer. I'm just telling you, it's just, Miss Daniel, I can't forget her. Oh yeah. But, um, but it all started in, it all started for me at Magnolia High School when Miss Stacy Lehigh was my band director, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, she's the one that turned me on to loving music and, and I was able to filter that through with my kids and I here they Ms. are. Lehigh. I love Miss Lehigh. She's <laughs> She's awesome. great. Yeah. She just retired. So. I know. I know. So, and that's just the thing. It's the, it's, it's that community, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what I want all the kids to experience. So why should, why should, why should we vote for Irma Dunmire then? Well, I, I mean, we have other choices, right? Uh, why, why, why you? I guess I will do everything in my power to get it done. I'm not, I'm a fair person. I don't talk bad about people. Mm-hmm. Someone's asked me, well, hey, let's dig up some people. Nope, I don't do that. I'm a very fair person. I think that we are all amazing people, you know? And I want it to be, my, I think it's my time to be on the school board. I think that with my talents and, and my education for Magnolia ISD, that I am capable, more than capable of of doing this position of representing the school district, the kids, the community. Um, I, I don't, I, I feel like if you look at the candidates anywhere in the state of Texas, because I'm, I think, I feel like I'm like the biggest cheerleader for Magnolia ISD. Mm-hmm. And this is like before me running this position. Um, I feel like I'm the one that's the most invested, the most enthusiastic, the one that's going to get it done. Um, I'm not all talk. I, I can get it done. Um, and anyone that knows me, and if, if you go and look for any information about me, that's just me. I'm, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. So when is this election? The election is, uh, early voting starts April 25th, mm-hmm. and then the um, election day is May 7th. So I'd appreciate everyone's vote. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. I'm more than willing to sit down with you and talk to you about whatever you want to know about. How do we get a hold of Irma? Well, I guess my cell phone number is pretty, uh, pretty uh, public now. So yeah. um, you can reach out to me um, through email. It's indy363 at aol.com. Um, or my cell phone, which is 928-503-9640. I'm available. I'm at any time. Awesome. Except after like probably 11 o'clock at night because I'm in bed by then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to call you at two in the morning. Tell me about your educational philosophy. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be like, hold on, I need some coffee. (laughs) So. 
That's funny. All right. Well, thank you so much, Irma, for coming on the show. We thank really you. appreciate it. I know you don't like talking about yourself, but you did great. Um, we'd like to thank Dockline Studios for providing this space. And uh, we hope to see you again next time for another exciting episode of Impolite Company. Once again, I'm your host, Scott Winger. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by the Dockline. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.